Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Are you tired of the endless stream of fantasy marketing and vanity metrics? Yeah, so am I. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, media specialist, and marketing strategist. I'm also a student of professional development, and like you, I've been left frustrated by all of this influencer-driven generic advice making us think that we are just one course, conference, or manifestation away from the life of our dreams. We need to cut through this crap and move beyond the posturing, beyond the facade, beyond the image to take real action on the real work that will create the real results. This is the Beyond the Image podcast. What is going on? And thank you so much for tuning in to our weekly live coaching here on the Beyond the Image podcast. Truly excited that you could take some time to join us, get a little clarity on your goals and the direction of your marketing and business development. Today, we are going to be chatting about how to go on a podcast tour. Uh, going on podcast tours has been one of the most, if not the most productive and and worthwhile endeavors when we consider the ROI, the time we spend uh, researching podcasts, proposing ourselves to podcasts, uh, speaking on podcasts with the return on business that we receive, the lead generation of business that we receive, um, I would say it is probably the most uh, beneficial of all the outbound media outlets that that we pursue would be podcasting. Um, so we're going to be diving into what you need to do to go on a podcast tour. And as always, with any of our live coaching, uh, you are able to ask any questions about this topic in particular, or well, anything else that you might be uh, working through or trying to navigate or trying to figure out. Uh, you can just, whether you're tuning in through our uh, Facebook page uh, or if you're tuning in on uh, YouTube, you can simply just type your questions into whatever the chat box is uh, and we will dive into all your questions to help add a little bit of clarity uh, to whatever it is that, that you might be working on uh, at this time. Um, before we get into uh, the topic, had a couple announcements. Uh, last week, we did a, a presentation on um, how to prep for a photo shoot. And I mentioned that I have this photo shoot prep guide that we just completed. If you're interested in getting a copy of that photo shoot prep guide, shoot me a text message. Uh, just say shoot 
or photo shoot. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, to 480-605-3254. So I'll be able to get that out to you. Also, um, you have one more day. One more day to apply for our paid magazine casting call uh, that we have out right now. We are searching for one individual uh, for a paid magazine feature uh, that I will be shooting in Arizona on March 13th. So you got to be available in Arizona on March 13th to be able to shoot this. It's a fashion campaign. Uh, it's a fitness fashion campaign to be more specific. All the details are up on my Instagram right now, which is at jpatrickphoto. On Instagram, uh, you'll see the post up there, uh, and you'll be able to apply for that. Got some uh, attendees here on Facebook. Good morning, Alyssa. Thanks so much for for popping in this morning. All right, so let's get into podcasting. Let's let's talk about uh, how we podcast, why we podcast, the importance of podcasting, uh, what you can get from being on shows. Um, as I mentioned, out of all the outbound media that we do, whether it's uh, magazine work, uh, digital features, uh, podcast, television, podcast has produced the greatest return on our investment. Um, and when I think about returns, like, well, what sort of return? Well, really, um, there are a few goals that you might have when it comes to outbound media. And we, we talk about this, we talk about the goal of vanity and that's fine. Uh, but the other two goals are authority amplification and lead generation. Now authority amplification is being featured in specific outlets that amplify your authority as a subject matter expert within your industry or within whatever it is you do. So the status or the clout of that media outlet does matter when it comes to authority amplification. If someone were to, and this is not a slight on my show, but if someone were to appear on my show, that probably won't do a lot to amplify their authority simply because, well, we're a mid-market show. You know, we average, I don't know, 10,000 downloads or something like that. We're not in the in the realm of a show that generates 100,000 or a million downloads per episode. Okay, so if someone were to land, let's just say on Good Morning America, for example, well, that would amplify their authority a lot more to say, I've been featured on Good Morning America. I've been featured within Women's Health Magazine. I've been featured within Oxygen Magazine. So for example, when I'm talking about my authority amplification, there are a few outlets that I'm pointing at because I feel it edifies me in the work I do. So I point at my feature in Entrepreneur Magazine. I point at the work I've done with Sports Illustrated. I point at the work I've done with Oxygen Magazine. These all amplify my authority. Now, authority amplification does not always mean lead generation. Lead generation, for example, are people see your feature, whatever it is, whether it's a magazine article or a podcast feature, they see your feature and they immediately enter into your ecosystem as a lead or a prospect for your business. That's lead generation. Lead generation, I found, is most, most apt to, to be earned through podcasting simply because, well, for a variety of reasons. Number one, podcasting is a passive medium, which means that people can listen to podcasting all the time while they do really anything. Uh, number two is podcasting allows for a deeper level of connection. Uh, 
a deeper resonance. I mean, when you're interviewing or being interviewed on a podcast, that's like a 30 minute spot. Well, that's 30 minutes of an audience getting a chance to know who you are and what you do and why you matter. Um, also, when you're featured within a podcast, people choose to subscribe to a podcast or listen to a podcast because they believe in that podcast worldview or they support that podcast host or the direction of that show. So if you're a guest on that show, you're essentially being vouched for by that host and by that show to their entire audience. So it's a very warm audience that you are being able to position yourself to. Then the entire nature of podcasting is about giving value to the audience. And when we talk about giving value to further define giving value, it's about solving their problems or giving them clear benefits and solutions. I mean, that's what we do when we're on these shows. We solve problems and we give benefits and solutions. So by doing that, you're building your awareness. You're imparting value on the audience. You have an extended period of time to create a deeper level of connection with that audience. So you are moving along a lot in the consumer journey in a single interview. This is why podcasting is so beneficial and so important uh, compared to, to other media outlets. So when we think about going on a podcast tour uh, and the reasons you might want to go on a podcast tour, like I have a client right now who um, has been pushing a podcast tour simply because uh, they have a book that's dropping and they want to promote their book. I've been on a podcast tour promoting my book, The Legacy Planner. Um, so I've been reaching out to podcasts that I feel would be appropriate for me to be a guest on to talk about not why people should get the legacy planner, because that would be just a sales pitch, right? So what do I talk about? How do you actually get your goals achieved? How do you set goals that you can actually accomplish? How do you ensure that the goals you set at the beginning of the year are not ones that you forget, are not ones that you overlook, are not ones that you eventually give up on. Well, that's what I'm talking about on the show. And then the plug in the show and at the end of the show is the legacy planner. So by serving the audience, by solving problems, by offering benefits, by providing solutions in these interviews, I'm able to move a lot more units of the legacy planner or offer the free because I, I offer a free version of the legacy planner. So when we think about going to shows, that's what we're thinking about first is what can I talk about while I am on these shows? And I would pick four to five, four to five topics that you can specifically speak on that you would consider yourself an expert in that are unique to you, that you have a, 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 a personal spin on or approach to that you can speak to. And I would list those out. These, these are the most important things that you can have when it comes to pitching to and positioning yourself to podcasts are the four to five topics that you can speak on. Every day I get about one to two pitches for people to be on my show. So every day, uh, one to two. So that's, let's just average it at, we'll say 500 a year. 500 pitches a year to be on my show, but I only do one interview a week, one interview a week. So only theoretically only 10% of what is being pitched to me could end up on my show. 
but a lot of the people on my show are not people who pitch to me. They're people we've reached out to. So let's just say 25 to 30 people who pitch to me out of 500 end up on my show. So what's the difference between the 470 who do not make it on my show and the 30 who do? It's the topics. It's not their bio. It's not their credentials. It's not uh, a million other shows that they've been on. It's not their depth of experience. It's not how many Instagram followers they have. It's none of those things. What can they speak on? Because my job as a podcast host is to ensure that I am serving my audience, you all. So if I bring a guest on simply because they have a lot of Instagram followers, but they have nothing to say that would be of interest or value to my audience, you're going to stop listening. And once I lose you as a listener, it is almost impossible to get you back. So I'm only going to bring guests on my show that I feel have something of value to share to my audience. And if it's not of interest to my audience, no thank you. Now, this means I am selecting people not on who they are, but on what they offer. This is why that's the first thing I want you thinking about before you go on a podcast tour is what are you offering? What are your talking points? And you script three, four, five of them. Do five to be safe. Now, let's find the shows that you can position yourself to. So we think about positioning yourself to shows, a few things. I would look into, I use uh, really just two services to research shows. I use the Apple Podcast app, and I use a, a site called Chartable, C-H-A-R-T-A-B-L-E.com. So either or, the Apple Podcast app or Chartable. A Chartable I find to be a little easier to use simply because I can use it on my desktop, and it's a lot easier to navigate and to copy information from. But what it does is it organizes shows based off categories, based off how a show is ranking in categories or subcategories. And there's God, there's almost an infinite number. Well, there's not infinite number. There's maybe like 20 categories and 100 subcategories. Okay. So like, um, I think like health and fitness or health and nutrition is a category and then exercise might be a subcategory or food might be a subcategory or diet might be a subcategory to that. Um, so I'm trying to find shows within a category or subcategory of the audience I'm trying to get in front of. That's ultimately what it's about. I'm trying to get in front of a specific audience. So what category or subcategory is my audience even diving into? Now I'm going to go into that category or subcategory and Chartable is going to list the shows like number one through number 250 in a chart or in a ranking of how that show is doing download wise. And that's going to be a great starting point for me to find shows. Now, as I'm looking at these charts, which update regularly, they update, uh, if not every day, several times a day. Um, Let's just say every day, just for just for ease and convenience, update every day. So it means they probably change a lot every day. Like we release three episodes a week. So my downloads and my rankings on days we release episodes are a lot better than on days I do not release episodes. Makes sense. It's the same for any podcast. Um, so when you check this, 
you know, shows in the top, let's say 50 might not move around a lot, but shows in, you know, number 51 through 250 probably move around a lot. So you can find a lot of new shows there. So I'm going to say there are three types of shows that you could position yourself to. The first type of show is going to be a top show in a category. A top show I would list as a show ranked between number one and number 50. That's a top show. Then you have established shows. Established shows, I'm going to rank somewhere between 51 and 250. Or they have between 100 and 500 five-star reviews on the show. So it shows that a lot of people are listening to the show. They have a regular audience. Um, like I would say our show is an established show. Now, there have been moments where we've jumped into the top show category. I think we've ranked as high as, I want to say 11. But that was for like two weeks, right? Um, and now we're somewhere around, it depends on the day, we're somewhere around 140 to 220. It just depends. And then there are times we're not on the charts just because of how much fluctuation happens, uh, you know, in that number one through 250 spot. So top shows, established shows. And then the third category, I would say new and upcoming shows. Now, new and upcoming shows are shows that you know are new to the market, maybe You've just seen them promoted or you know who the host is and people are promoting, hey, I have a new podcast. And you have a belief that this show with this host and their perceived audience is going to take off very quickly. All right. So like I've been a guest on shows that I just had a feeling that, oh, this show is going to take off. And sure enough, the show gains a lot of momentum. And thus my episode, even though it's deeper in the catalog, also gains some momentum. All right. So how do you divide your time? between these three types of shows, your top shows, your established shows, and your new and um, upcoming shows. Well, I would spend 25% of your time pitching to top shows, 25% of your time pitching to uh, new and upcoming shows, and 50% of your time pitching to established shows. So if you pitch 100 podcasts, and pitching 100 podcasts would be a way to land at least 10 to 30 podcast interviews, Pitch to 25 top shows, pitch to 25 new and upcoming shows, and pitch to 50 established shows. It would not be hard to get that information. You go to Chartable, you look at the rankings in a category or subcategory, you find the show, it will give you the show's website, you go to the show's website, and there's a contact field on the website which gives you their email address or gives you a contact form does not take more than a few minutes to find that contact information for, for a show. So what you're looking for is, one, is the show still publishing? Yeah, you want to make sure they're still putting out episodes. Two, do they feature guests? Not every show features guests. But if they're still publishing and they feature guests, and what you want to talk about can fit within what they are going to be publishing, it would be a value to their audience. There's a there's a connection there. There's a synergy there. So what I do, or or anyone on my team does is we just make a list of shows. Here are shows that we've found on Apple or on Chartable that we can position ourselves to. Here's the name of the host. Here's their website. Here's their contact information. There we go. Okay. So now we're going to look into, um, how to pitch actually before that, I, I will mention there's, there's another area that you could find shows. 
Um, there are marketplaces to find shows. Um, a marketplace that I've used and a handful of my clients use is called matchmaker.fm. Now, the way a, a, a market uh, is going to work is it's kind of like social media for podcast hosts and podcast guests, where the whole intention is to meet each other and to position yourselves to be on their shows. Um, you're not going to find big shows on these podcast markets, but you may find shows that have an established audience or shows that are up and coming. So you just have to look through it a bit, but even on free versions, like on, on the matchmaker free version, you can send off like, I I don't remember what it is. Let's just say 10 messages a day. That's, that's quite a few a day uh, pitches that you can send out. This is great to get on, on shows that uh, might have a super niche audience shows to practice shows to, to work through your, your, your on, on camera or on mic experience uh, to build a list of, of credentials for yourself to get comfortable uh, positioning yourself just, just as an example. So matchmaker.fm and there's, there's other ones uh, that exist that you can, you can look into. Um, So let's get into the pitch now. How are you pitching to these podcasts? Uh, Ultimately your pitch to these podcasts is incredibly succinct. And it's just a few sentences. You real quickly say who you are and what you do. And then you say what you want to speak on to that podcast audience and why that might be important to that podcast audience. That's it. Who I am, what I do, and what I want to do for your for your audience or what I want to speak on on your show. That's it. And I will tell you, the thing I look at first is what they can speak on. And it helps to put what you can speak on, either bold it or underline it, or if it if you have a couple ideas, put it in bullet points. That's the first thing I'm going to look at when I get a pitch. And if I don't see that right away, if it's hard to see what you can speak on, chances are it's one of the ones I delete. Or maybe I put in a folder to look at another time. But it's not going to jump out to me. Bullet point it out. Make it easy to see. This is what I can speak on. And that's it. That's a pitch. So you send off a hundred of these which is not difficult to do. Um, You might hear back from five to 10. Well, what about the other 90 to 95? Well, in two weeks, you're going to follow up with them. And the follow-up is not to say, just make sure you got this. The follow-up is to say either, here's more information on why that idea works, Or here's another show I was on talking about this idea. Or if that idea doesn't work, here's another idea for you. You're either reinforcing your idea by adding additional validation to the idea. Or you're just sending in a new idea every two to three weeks. So when you're tracking this, just put it in an Excel sheet. My assistant and I, we just have a Google Doc. And we just have a list. And then every column is the next date that we're going to pitch them something, whether it's a new idea or, or adding more validation to an idea. But follow-up is important. So now, just by following up, you're going to take that 5 to 10 features that you've secured, and that's going to become 30 to 40 features. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. This is not 
technically complicated. It just requires putting time in your schedule, 30 minutes twice a week, to send out pitches or follow-ups. I guess it would be two phases. One, to do research on the shows and make a list and always add new shows into your list. And then two would be uh, pitching and follow-ups. Now, can you include stuff to help your pitch stand out? Sure. Uh, we often send a press page with our pitches. I'll just bring that up on screen. And a press page is not <clears throat> and terribly, uh, terribly uh, complicated to design. There's there's plenty of free templates on Canva or whatever uh, to design a press page. But a press page has a few important things in it. Um, for those just listening to the audio replay of this, just imagine a piece of paper divided into four sections. In one of the four sections at the top, you have your bio. and the other one, you have topics you can speak on. And the bottom two sections, one, you have your contact information and then uh, you have your bio at the bottom. Now, why is your bio below topics you can speak on? Because it's less important. Your bio is less important than the topics you can speak on. The topics you can speak on are the most important thing on this. Um, so, you know, I have mine on screen right now for those watching. And there are a few other things I've added in. So you can you can consider okay, can I add more into this? So for example, at the top, I have my name and my roles, uh, media specialist, business coach, photographer, and best-selling author. Uh, then I have a, a, a marketing photo of myself. Then I have an authority amplification section as seen in. And then I'm highlighting the outlets that I want uh, people to know where I've been featured. So entrepreneur, Yahoo, uh, finance, business insider, market watch, oxygen. All right. Right below that interview topics. Here are the four things that I can speak on when I'm a guest on a show, four steps to get published in leverage media, social media strategies for entrepreneurs in 2023 path to photographing over 600 magazine covers. Three steps to get prospects to purchase faster. All right. So those are four topics that I came up with that I'm pitching to podcasts. Okay. Then below that, I have my bio. And that's on the, the right-hand side. And on the left-hand side, yes, I have my contact information. And then I just have a few other authority amplifying stats. Like I, I mentioned my three books. I mentioned my podcast. And I mentioned uh, my collective reach through through my show, uh, through my newsletter, through social media, and through um, my video outlets. It's just context. That's not why people end up wanting me on the show. Why people have me on the show is simply, what can I speak on? And is what I can speak on of value to this audience? And when we send out enough of these, because it is simply a numbers game, and we send out enough follow-ups, we book podcasts. Now, once you're on a podcast, once again, this is not a question of if you will be on a podcast, but when you will be on a podcast. When you are on a podcast, how you invite audience members into your ecosystem, I think matters. I think how you're positioning yourself uh, matters. So you spend the bulk of this conversation giving value, offering insights, solving problems, uh, helping to 
to showcase to the listeners of that show that you can serve them. You can help them. You are of value to them, solving their problems, offering benefit to them. What I like to do is a soft CTA at the end of an episode, uh, CTA standing for call to action. Now, I could do a direct call to action. Direct call to action, for example, would be something like um, we have our upcoming conference, Get Published Live, happening May 18th through 21st. You can get tickets now at getpublished.live. That's a direct call to action. That's a direct sales promotion. Um, an indirect one would be to say, by the way, as a gift for your listeners, I have a free book. Uh, if you go on how to get published and get featured, if you go to join.jamespatrick.com forward slash get published guide, uh, you can get my new book on how to get published in more media outlets. That would be a soft call to action. Uh, I typically do soft calls to action because I want to incentivize the listeners of that show to enter into my ecosystem. The chances that they're going to buy right away, not as high as if I invite them into my ecosystem, my newsletter, my email list, my SMS list, where I can give them something amazing and nurture that relationship, continuing to show up for them, continuing to, to build that trust and to build that rapport so that they can buy six months later a year later. So the podcast I'm on now is about building new leads that can become clients down the road. And we've talked about this on my show before, which is now more than ever before, your audience is going to require a longer nurture sequence. And when I say nurture sequence, there are a few, there are steps that a prospect has to go through before they want to do business with you. And those steps would be, we'll just draw it out right here. The first step is they got to know about you, right? You can't make a sale if people don't know about you. I mean, that, that makes sense, right? So the first step is really awareness. Now, just because someone knows about you does not mean they like you or want to do business with you. So you have to build trust and rapport. So the second step is value. That's how we build trust and rapport. We give them value. And when I say give them value, this is through our content marketing. This is through social media. This is through our newsletter. This is through our SMS. If you have a podcast show, if you have a YouTube show, uh, if you have a daily text that you send out to your audience, if you have a Facebook group, you are giving them value. And by value means you're solving their problems. You solve problems. You're in the problem solving business. Okay. The third step would be an opt-in. When I say an opt-in, a free opt-in. Uh, your, your free download, your free tool, your free resource, your free template, your free guide, your free book, your free course, your free webinar, your free something. Notice we're working incrementally to build trust and rapport. Fourth is a purchase. Fourth step. So the question is, can you skip steps? Yeah, you can. Um, not only can you skip steps, uh, but these steps can work very quickly. 
like you can achieve all four of these steps in a matter of minutes. That's possible. But sometimes, and more often, when I say we need a longer nurture sequence, longer than ever before, it's in these four steps. Steps one through three are going to take longer than they have before. So the chances of someone becoming aware of you, seeing enough value in what you're doing and purchasing from you uh, within minutes is much less than, than it used to be because our, our reasonably so our audience is going to be more discernible. They're going to want to be nurtured more. They're going to want to be heard more. Okay. So yes, you can skip steps. Like you can go from awareness to value to purchase or, uh, you could go from awareness to purchase, but the more steps you skip, the harder it is to get someone to make that jump. Okay. So as we go down here, the goal is to just build enough value to move people down that, that, uh, journey. The fifth step would be ascension. When we think about ascension, there are ultimately a few types of purchases that someone can do. You can have a low ticket purchase. So a low ticket purchase would be like a 30 day challenge where they buy your book or they buy a, an automated course. Okay. So something below a hundred dollars. There's your core offer. And that's your, your core service, your, your, your training service, your master program, whatever it is. Uh, and then there's your high ticket, which is your most elite offer. So the idea is with Ascension, we're moving people from one to the next. Now, there are actually six steps in this and you only see five, awareness, value, opt-in, purchase, ascension. The sixth happens the entire time. And that's nurture. We nurture at every single step. We nurture at awareness. We nurture when we're giving value. We nurture in opt-ins. We nurture in every purchase, and we nurture as they're ascending up through, through our offers. And we nurture at every step because our audience wants to be nurtured more. They demand to be nurtured more. They deserve to be nurtured more. So that's what we, that's what we do when, when, when we think about where podcasting fits into this. Because ultimately, like when we look at our funnel, let's just say our lead magnet is on a landing page and you're appearing in all these media outlets. So podcasts, digital features, et cetera, and you're plugging this lead magnet. Well, what happens when someone downloads this lead magnet? Well, a couple things, it triggers an email sequence. So maybe there's three emails in that email sequence. And this third is your sales pitch. 
first email would be the free gift. Second email would be a bonus. And then third is your sales email. And what does a sales email do? It points to your call to action. So let's just say, assuming that, okay, I want people to book a sales call with me. All right, so this is the link to book a sales call. Just do SC for sales call. Okay. Then after this, they go into your regular email sequencing. which occasionally will point back at this sales call link. After they download this lead magnet, maybe it brings up a custom confirmation page with a bonus video, which by the way, that can be your bonus that you link in your second email. So you're not creating additional content, like you're just re-linking this. And then this, points back to your sales call link. So notice all roads lead to booking a sales call with you at some point. Now your audience can choose how they get here or how long it takes to get here. But ultimately at some point, either they decide that they wanna opt out of your email list because they're not interested in what you have to offer, which is they just didn't see the value. They didn't see a connection between what you do and what they need. Or at some point, they end up here. And our goal as entrepreneurs, our goal as business owners is to ensure that we are doing enough of our nurture to make the time from when someone finds out about us here, awareness, to when they end up here, purchase, as short as possible. And the only way we do this is by pouring value into our audience, by solving their problems, by helping them out as much as possible, by offering solutions, by giving them benefits. And when we do this, and we're committed to doing this. It builds trust. It builds rapport. And this is why people think of us first when they're ready to have their problem solved. Notice I said when they are ready to have their problem solved. That's the thing. People only purchase when they are ready to solve a problem, not when we want to sell them. Like as entrepreneurs, of course, we're like, oh, I want to sell. I want to push this thing. Why aren't people buying? Because they either don't see how what you're selling solves their problem or they don't need their problem solved right now. So we need to stay at the forefront of their minds so that when they're ready to have that problem solved, it is you who they're thinking about. All right. That's how you go on a podcast tour. I want to know as, as, as uh, people send, the, send the, their pitches out, what they're landing, feel free to, you can message me that, you can post that in the group uh, on YouTube, what, whatever. Um, okay, <clears throat> back to announcements, back to announcements. I mentioned there's only one day left for our paid magazine casting call. Uh, details for that are on my Instagram, at jpatrickphoto. Uh, so you can check out 
all that stuff. Uh, if there are any marketing or business development questions, you're welcome to put it in the chat box now. Um, and if not, that's okay too. Um, trying to think of any other announcements. We just closed our, uh, our fifth issue of Ricochet Magazine. So I think that comes out today. Mm-hmm. I just see the email from my designer now. So Ricochet Magazine issue five will be out today. Um, handful of our listeners are featured in that. So we'll have uh, information on how to apply for issue six uh, here shortly. We do have, um, I'm glad I thought of that. Uh, we do have a casting out for not only the interior for the upcoming issue of Icon Fit, but we are casting for the cover of Icon Fit Magazine, uh, volume six. Uh, volume five drops, I believe, next week. We have an amazing cover. I'm very I'm ecstatic about this cover, actually. Uh, but it, if you're interested in being involved in Icon Fit Magazine, details are on Instagram at Icon Fit Magazine. I believe that's what it is. Just looking. Yeah, at Icon Fit Magazine. Um, the theme, which is in the post, but I'll just tell you here as well. The theme is all about teamwork. And teamwork can mean a lot of different things. It can mean partnerships, joint ventures, collaborations, uh, 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 co-ops, like the theme is teamwork. So under that theme, we, we would love your pitches uh, to see uh, who, who could be featured within the magazine or potentially on the cover of the magazine um so that's it for me thank you so much for tuning in uh, as always you can catch the replays on wherever you get your podcast uh, or on youtube or we're on youtube as well um appreciate your five-star reviews on the apple podcast app thank you so much for that uh for sharing this podcast with a friend we don't advertise this podcast so we rely entirely on on you to help build our our audience and it's helped build this show to over 150,000 downloads. So thank you for, for tuning in, for being a part of this show. Um, as always, if you have any questions on anything, you can text me directly 480-605-3254. And that's it for this episode. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you all so much. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Image podcast. Please follow, like, and review wherever you happen to listen to the show. And if you want to connect to me, you can find me at jamespatrick.com, Instagram at jpatrickphoto, or you can text me any of your marketing questions to 480-605-3254. Thanks again. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.